0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Chats with children I hope you're safe and well. Today, I'm delighted to have a guest come back and give me an update on how things have been developing in the digital lab space. I'm delighted to be joined by Cindy Novak Durell, who when I last spoke to her, was the Lab Operations Systems Manager at Bristol Myers Squibb. And she's still at Bristol Myers Squibb, but I think her role might have changed, and I'll let her talk about that a bit more. Um, but last time um, I caught up with Cindy in February, and we talked about all issues around digital labs, what the common questions were she were asked. And actually I just watched it earlier today actually, and I forgot how passionate Cindy is about digitalization. So I'm really looking forward to hearing about how the first six months have gone and her views in terms of the market. Now, so Cindy, lovely to see you. No palm trees behind you this time though.
1: No, I just went with the normal office today, so.
0: <laughs> well, how have you been anyway?
1: fantastic very very busy um and just really excited to be here it's great to see you great to talk with you again um life has just been really fantastically busy and all in a positive way
0: Um, fantastic you mentioned you mentioned my new role so that's yeah exactly
1: yeah the new role at Meyer is keeping me really busy i've expanded my role so i still support our manufacturing site but i'm now responsible for all of the sites in the greater seattle area which includes a new r&d that i'm now responsible for as well so expanding my scope and learning a lot of new things and and some brand new challenges so it's been fantastic
0: brilliant well that's perfect actually because we can talk about maybe some of those new challenges that you're facing and what your views are on them as we go along so for those who are familiar i mean obviously you talked about your current role but but what is your background for those people who are not familiar uh with you
1: sure so i've been involved in pharma and biotech and i the i.t side primarily for about 30 years And most of that has been enterprise systems, LIMS, ELNs, things of that nature, MES. And then since I've joined Bristol-Myers a year ago, I am now supporting all the lab systems in manufacturing and, as I said, now in R&D as well, grading them with other systems. We're looking, investigating wearables, we're investigating lab or uh, labs So voice in the lab. And so really exciting times, a lot of really good things happening in the space and digitalization is right at the forefront of that.
0: Brilliant. So uh, you obviously speak at a lot of events and you also sort of chair a lot of panel discussions at events. That's how we got to speak earlier in the year. So I know you've been at a lot of events for the first six months of this year. Um, Have you seen any sort of trends develop from the talks and the events that you've been attending over the past six months?
1: Great question. And I have uh, one of the things that I'm really finding everybody's talking about is the impact of the pandemic on digitalization and how we all operate uh, both in the lab and in the office space. But the other thing that we're all talking about is knowing we're coming out of the pandemic. What is that going to look like? How do you translate that? Do we all have to go back to the office full time? People don't want to. People don't want to go back to the lab full time. And so it's been a really interesting conversation on how we navigate that, how we move forward and still more effective and where do some of these new digital tools come into play? Um, Things, like I said, I mentioned wearables, I mentioned voice. Voice in the lab is actually really interesting because you can translate that into even a home office. So I can still dictate my notes, I can check my run, I can do this all, digitally and it's fantastic. So it's been really an interesting conversation. I've learned a lot and with my new role, I'm actually finding that some of these things are tools that we're investigating at BMS and that we're starting to look at using. So we're actually doing some proof of concept with both wearables and with Voice in the Lab.
0: Well, that's quite interesting about Voice in Lab Is I've done a, an interview with one of the Voice in Lab companies talking about, and then digital assistance if you want for another, another phrase of it. So when we spoke, um, in February, you obviously said a lot of your focus then was about quality and regulatory and sort of getting rid of paper end to end, that was one of your key focuses. So uh, how have how has that developed and, you know, how does something like voice in the lab or digital assistants help you with that?
1: So on the manufacturing side, we're actually not doing the voice assistant. Um, we are making slow but steady progress with getting rid of paper. Uh, We've got our, some of our forms have actually been moved to digital forms now. So yay, we're excited about that. It's been very well accepted by the user community. They're excited about it to not have to do paper. Um, It has been a little bit challenging because applying things, simple things like digital signature and having a proper certificate, we're still not on the BMS network. Per se and so all of the digital certificates come from BMS but aren't usable on our network so we've had to find ways to work with that and so we use AWS and other tools like that so we can still do our digital signing um, and my team in particular is everything we do it's mandated I've mandated to my team it is hundred percent digital I don't want to see paper forms I don't want to see wet signatures it was a little bit tough to get everybody to buy into it but I've, my whole team now is 100% on board and my new team in Seattle was already there and so it actually just lends credence to it and it's been a great transition um, just getting rid of some of that paper so i see a lot fewer paper forms now which is exciting
0: cool. a, lot those, I mean, you...
1: a lot fewer things to archive <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well that's true so uh... Obviously you said you moved over, you're also looking off the R&D site as well. So what are the challenges you see, or are you facing there in terms of digitalization?
1: Um, uh, The biggest thing is really the technology from the networking. So everything, it's a legacy or a heritage Celgene site. And we have one of our, our ELN or one of our products is actually an offsite company. So it's a third party and we have communication issues with them and their site and their network. And it's not something I can't just walk in and go, okay, I'm gonna go fix this and go check it. So it's been a little bit of a coordination thing there and getting them to understand the criticality for our site and for my users in Seattle. And so that's been an ongoing conversation. Um, The other, just the sheer volume, to be honest, we brought on, I think it was 80 new instruments this year We've got a huge expansion going for 20 through 2022 with probably another 50 instruments and associated computers. And they've all got to be hooked up to, to Benchling or to a, a number of other systems, but Benchling's our big one. And so it's just crazy to see, you know, and, and we're trying to transition who manages which pieces. So if it's right. what we call a kiosk, it's a thin client. That's not my team, but it, historically it has been. So, getting that transition while we're still building out has been probably our biggest challenge: is getting, is having that happen in a timely way, and have the users not lose their support or their sense of getting full support. So, it's been, it's been a good challenge. It's a lot of fun. Um, great folks that I'm working with.
0: And what about the data that you generate then from? both manufacturing the r d side and also in terms of how that data can be reused analyzed and also talk to each other as well in terms of you know having the same sort of common language because i know again speaking to a lot of vendors and what they're pushing out there i mean one of the challenges obviously is you have got like you mentioned so many different instruments so many different vendors so many different bits of software trying to get them all to talk and they're all generating masses and masses of data which in r d obviously you want to reuse data as much as possible rather than having to start again from the very beginning you know how do you sort of overcome that particular problem
1: we're working on it um (laughs) so it's interesting because one of the things and i believe last time we spoke we were talking about using putting an archive tool in place and right now everything is going on a file share which makes me cringe but we actually are moving forward um, later this year with, move- with using new Genesis, which means that things will be properly archived and therefore re- reusable uh, and viewable by other states, transition between R&D and manufacturing. One of the really nifty things about the site in Seattle is that, R- it, that R&D site moves everything into the manufacturing site I was already supporting. And so having that flow is is really, really helpful because I can take the tools that we're putting in place. So we're already looking at new genesis there for archival. We're working with Benchling. We're working with um, several other companies to basically get that data all properly organized. I know that there's a larger team in New Jersey looking at, I believe it's Allotrope, for some of that whole data normalization. And so it's really becoming, being part of R&D now, I have a much broader view into what we're doing as an overall organization. And so that, that whole integration piece has been really focused on making that data available, making it reusable, making it readable and consistent, not just at my site, but across all the sites. So it's, it's a much bigger project that's, there's hands from New Jersey, from Europe, from San Diego, from Washington. So it's been really an interesting expansion of that visibility into the data.
0: And do you think that, that the fact that you do have that visibility of both manufacturing R&D, that's actually helped a lot because now you know, because like you said, you had the data coming in from R&D to the manufacturing in the first place anyway, but now because you're overseeing both, you're able to make sure that there's more consistency in terms of how things work and everything works a bit more smooth than it was before.
1: And that's so true. And one of a great example of that is we've got several new instrument families that we're bringing in, that we've brought in in Dexter, Seattle, and we're now putting them in the manufacturing space. And what I, because I manage both teams, I can tell my team in the manufacturing side, look, go look at the documentation and how we did it in Seattle and do it the same way because you get the same data set up, you get the same backups, you get the same type of data you're capturing, which makes it far more usable. It's so important and people overlook this. It's so important to be able to utilize the manufacturing data as well when you go back and do more research or you want to expand the use of a drug or something like that. It's so important to sure. see what you've got data wise from the manufacturing side as well. And people just don't think about it. They just focus on the R and D side you really need to look at that.
0: Sure. And So early on, you, excuse me, I'm about to cough a bit, take a coffee just before I don't shake The beauties of doing a live recording. Um, you mentioned that obviously uh, people may not want to stop remote working and remote working might be here to stay in, in a flexible way, maybe not 100%. So um, do you think though that that means that digitalization will continue to accelerate or do you think people sort of, sort of stop at a certain point and go, well, that's enough for the moment We don't want to do it anymore?
1: Honestly, I think that now that that ball is rolling, w- there's no way to stop it it's so important to be able to keep that ball rolling. And I don't think that you're going to see it. It might slow down, but you're not going to see it stop. It just, there's so much, people are so into it now and expect it and realize the value that I think it might look different, but we are absolutely going to continue down that path. And I think that, everybody will benefit from it. Um, R&D will, pharma will, our patients will at the end of the day because what we found is you can get things to the patient sooner. We get out there faster because of digitalization and you can't go back and say, okay, it's now gonna take me 10 years to develop a drug because it takes too long to do all the paperwork and all the documentation. That's not an excuse anymore. We're expected to get things to market much, much faster now, and the only way to do that is to continue to move forward with digitalization.
0: Yeah, well, that's actually a good point because I, I was just thinking while you were talking that um, obviously I've been speaking to a lot of people actually who are talking about um, a small batch manufacturing now, and you know, obviously with personalized medicine, so. Again, and farm four point and all that stuff. So again, with all that stuff, then that obviously then lends itself very much to digitalization and encourages more digitalization, I presume, in, in manufacturing.
1: Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's it's interesting because we we have our product approved back in February, and we're already moving forward to get it approved at other in other countries and expand that usage. And so to do that. Again, you've got to digitalize. It's just so key to moving that forward in a timely manner. Um, You know, we actually just, we've already started doing our first runs for Japan and for other countries. And that's a hard one to, to get into. So to be able to say, okay, we're doing the US, we're doing South America, we're doing Europe. Hey, we're doing Japan already. It's only four months. That's really, really exciting. And you can't do it if everything's on paper. So you have to have that integration, that full digitalization.
0: Right, that's fantastic. So, looking ahead, then, I mean, uh, I'm sure you, you've got lots of events lined up that you are going to be attending and cheering and speaking at going forward. So, so what's the what's the next six months looking like for you then in terms of your plans? Not just attending events, but in terms of development within the R and D manufacturing site.
1: So, we'll start with the with the speaking engagements. Um, I have three right now that are de- that are lined up. I have one next month at Smart Lab. So, really excited about that. Um, I've been doing stuff with them for many, many years, and I'm leading a panel discussion. Honestly, I don't even remember the topic, but I'm <laughs> totally. sure it's around digi- digitalization. Um, and then I have two of them in November. So, rapid fire. One is on the same topic, you know, digitalization and all of that, the other is on asset management. And oh, I okay. never would have gotten into that whole conversation. And I'm actually doing a full presentation on that one. Um, and that never would have happened if I hadn't moved into this role at Bristol Meyer. Right, and okay. so it's really, really exciting. And when I first agreed to do do that, I was only at the manufacturing site. So now that I have both sites under me, it's going to be even a, so much better to talk. So I'm super <laughs> excited. Those are both in, those are live events or in person so Which my events, first those? events and they are both in november so i can get you that information later and right, we'll,
0: we'll put so, it up on the, above the video there so people can see yeah. it, uh, and so
1: really really excited about both of those um as far as in general right now we're looking at planning for the next year um my focus is primarily on the r d side and you know my my guys on the manufacturing side are pretty self-sustaining which is fantastic i still do a lot of consultation i get to work on the big projects um my r d side i literally i have three times as many instruments and half the size on the team so i'm you know our focus really is on on becoming more efficient how much can i put and make digital how much can we hand off to other teams or just run it more efficiently. And that's really going to be my focus for the next six months. Um, but at Brilliant. the same time, we've got lots of new instruments coming. We're talking with my friend, my colleagues in New Jersey and partnering with them. So there's so much going on and just finishing up the integration activities, which we're hoping by the end of 2022, we will be consider ourselves fully integrated. Right up until we buy somebody else and we get to do it all over again, um, <laughs> yeah. and and that's you know that's pharma for you. We're always buying and acquiring, and so it'll be a lot of fun. Um, always a Fantastic. good challenge.
0: Right now, I also know because I follow you on LinkedIn that you work with a nonprofit organization. So tell me a little bit about that.
1: You must be talking about Rise Up Project. Um, I am so excited to have joined this organization. It was actually started about a year ago by a former colleague um, that I worked with at Allergan many years ago. And our focus is helping out folks joining or rejoining the workplace. And right now we have a basic curriculum that helps you focus on your LinkedIn profile, interview skills, um, resume writing, things like that, your basics. We do a six-week bootcamp. After the boot camp, they it, get so many testimonials back and they're so excited. Hey, there's a job. I have more confidence and it's fantastic. And I joined a couple months ago to help build their advanced career. And that's focusing on Office 365, leadership and soft skills. And we might do a project management module as well. And about three weeks ago, I also agreed to head up there to help support their social media team as well, which means that I'll be helping, I won't be posting, but I will be helping plan how we strategize for YouTube, for LinkedIn, for um, Twitter, and what sort, how we communicate out to the public and get the word out. With great partner organizations. And so I'm really excited to be part of this team because I think that they're going to do some great things for folks.
0: Fantastic. Well, it's a very worthy call. So again, I'll be happy to share the link to that above the video if people want to get more involved with that as well. So I'll be happy to do that. Great. Cool. Well, Cindy, you know what? It, time always flies when I talk to you. We've covered quite a lot of stuff already. I mean, I suppose my only final question for you is what do you see the future for the lab and pharma around digitalization because oh, do you think everything will eventually become automated and there'll be very few live people ever in the lab now and everyone will be working remotely and so on and ai i mean we we haven't really talked about it but you know machine, machine learning and ai is now such a big area um, no, not just in pharma but in life in general um, you know and algorithms and so on do you think that is now the future in terms of far more? or do you think people and and you know, with all their experience and knowledge, are still very important uh, within the process?
1: I believe that we have to have that human element, um, and and a lot of it is around uh, the machine learning and the AI is great. We need it. It's going to help us become more efficient, but they can't make human decisions and so much in pharma, from what you decide to develop, what diseases do you go after, clinical trials, all of that really is so much based on the human factor. And it's super important, and you can, you can get robotics in the lab, you can do all of that, that's great. But when I'm running an experiment as an individual, I have the ability to really analyze and make minor adjustments based on just that that whole human knowledge. And sometimes it's a gut feel. And never underestimate the value of a gut feel, even in pharma, because that's really without it, we wouldn't be where we are with medications. Um, Somebody says, gosh, you know, maybe if I just did this little adjustment. And AI isn't going to do that. Robotics aren't going to do that. They're going to say, you know, this is the experiment you told me to run. I'm going to run it. If you want to run it different, I can help you with that, but it's an entirely different process as opposed to a human individual where I can adjust it on the fly. So I absolutely see a role for it, but you will never, should never take the human factor in R&D and in pharma.
0: Fantastic. Well, look, thank you for that. And thank you for sharing how the first six months of the year has gone with you and your feedback in terms of the events you've gone to and also in terms of your challenges in your new role as well I mean it's perfect timing to catch you because I didn't know you've got the new role so it it helped the conversation even more to learn more about some other stuff so good luck in the new role I hope it goes really well and good luck with your speaking engagements for the rest of the year as well Uh, hopefully maybe not this year but hopefully you and I can meet face to face in person rather than over a virtual screen maybe we can do that at some point you know next year hopefully there's so many events that hopefully we can catch catch out with each other then as well
1: I, I look forward to it it would be wonderful to catch up in person
0: yeah it will be well thank you very much for that and good luck with the uh, non-profit as well with the with the rise up uh, organization i think that's a great um, thing that you're doing as well and i wish you lots of the success with that as well so uh, cindy thank you very much um if people want to know more about what cindy spoke about today there will be links to the events that she's speaking at, but she's going to send them to me. So they will be above there. Plus, uh, if you'd like to know more about uh, the Rising Up organization, or, is it Rise Up or Rising Up? Is it Rise Up, isn't it?
1: Rise Up Project.
0: Yeah, yes. the Rise Up Project story. I'll get, I'll get the branding right. So you've got to get the Rise Up Project. I will put the link for that above the video as well. But if you've got any questions for Cindy as well about digitalization, I mean, look, she's looking after manufacturing, she's looking after R&D. You know, I'm sure the vendors are looking and saying, great. I can send her loads and loads of ideas now of how to help her out in her new role. But if you've got any questions for Cindy, then feel free to put them on LinkedIn below the video. I'm sure she'll be happy to answer them or send a message directly as well. So Cindy, uh, lovely to see you again. Uh, Hopefully we can catch up maybe at the end of the year. Do this all over again and find out how else things are changing the wonderful digitalization because I know it's constantly changing anyway it's a very fast-moving industry that part of that part of pharma certainly is anyway so it'll be interesting to get your feedback on that
1: definitely I would definitely always a pleasure so would love to get caught up again at the end of the year or early next year
0: fantastic look look after you said I'll catch up with you soon hopefully and I hope you all found that useful and said any questions for Cindy feel free to put them below the video I'm sure she'll be happy to see them and answer them as well so until next time as always Cindy look after yourself and to you viewers have a wonderful safe fantastic summer and as always stay well and stay safe Bye bye